and I am Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of comicallyinclined.com. Oh, I'm Blake's, Blake's not here today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm always so used to Blake saying this. I'm Jared. I'm the content producer. Why is my microphone so you weird? You sound like a weird robot. It does, yeah. yeah. It's uh, You know what? Boom. Just I got a like solution. That. We did it. Yeah, okay, so much better. Why? I don't know what that is. Cool. Um, we also, uh, Blake is out this week. Um, he, I don't know, the roads are too icy for him or something. Uh, <laughs> but he's in the comments, so hello, Blake. Like, um, Heather, as well, because of the weather, is at home, and our fact checker and human relations specialist, Ben Stewart, is in the comments as well. So everyone, say hi to the crew in the comments. Crew, say hi to everyone. We also have special guest, uh, Brittany Shelton, in the studio today. Hi, Brittany. Hello. No, you got to get on the mic. I don't know. I naturally talk loud. No, you're fine. No, you're not loud yeah. enough. Trust me, we're very loud. So. I'm also a very loud talker. <laughs> Brittany will soon replace me on the podcast, both uh, from an aesthetic and also from a knowledge standpoint. So this is my last show. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate well, it. We had a good run, kid. Yeah, yeah we're secretly good. my goal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, you know, you got to retire sometimes. Like, like Jordan, you know, you got to retire at the right time and not yeah. come back for a second try. <laughs> so I'm seeing a. Why are you bad mouthing Michael Jordan? Well, you know. There we go. LeBron's now try talking. Hello. Nope. Get up on there. He's the goat. Ooh. That's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, uh, again, we uh, are, we have a few people out this week. Thankfully, we have the assistant to the technical director, Emma, over there on the computer. Hi, um, she's going to do her very best. It is her first time running the live show, so go easy on her. Um, also, we are going to be doing uh, Rumor Mill just from Blake's notes, which ought to be fun because I didn't read any of the articles that he is uh, commenting on. But you know what? Between the three of us, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, so this is Rumor Mill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Craven the Hunter starts filming next month. Um, we were actually just talking about this. So Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver in the MCU, is going to be uh, playing Craven the Hunter. Yes. And I think it's interesting that he's functionally playing a character, two characters who could both show up in the MCU at any given time, given that we have What If, which can play with the timeline kind of back and forth. We could yeah. get a variant of our Quicksilver character. But also, this Craven the Hunter, while he's probably going to be mainly in the Sony universe, we've already seen Sony characters transitioning into the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, for me personally, I don't see a connection with it. I don't think that they're going to bring in so much from the Sony side into the MCU. I think MCU kind of wants to keep it separate. I think Spider-Man's going to go over to Sony. And then that's about as close as it's actually going to get. So yeah. you think we're one and done? Even uh, I mean, I guess depending on if Marvel decides to go the way of the last previous movies where they have a, like a bigger star or somebody like this one with No Way Home, uh, Doctor Strange was in it. And if they have maybe another Avenger who would have known, you know, Quicksilver, because you have you got Hawkeye. I guess he's still around, you know, probably not Thor, probably not Bruce Banner or anybody like that. Plus, everybody's either dead or too old. So, I mean, I, maybe nobody will make those connections. Well, Hulk so. dealt with the twins, for yeah. sure, in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. all of them did. Even Hawkeye. Right. Yeah. And and Thor, for mm-hmm. sure. Scarlet Witch. But, yeah, I, I doubt it. Craven's not that big of a character uh, within the Marvel universe to really... 
Well, Scarlet Witch hasn't really gone anywhere. She's definitely going to be in the next Avengers movie. But I'm just saying, like, it's entirely possible that given enough want or need, because we know the the issue is always going to be money. If they think they'll make a dollar off of it, they'll jump into it. Um, So with the success of No Way Home, and it's possibly, especially with the rumored re-release of the movie with added scenes, um, it could possibly take the number one spot of highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. That's Eventually. Nice. Well, good good for them. Make some money. <laughs> With that Sony-verse crossover and them seeing the kind of money that that's making and the draw that it has, it is also entirely possible that we get more of this down the road. Yes, to a degree. I think Marvel itself wants to keep a fine line. That's why you only got a tease of those Sony characters to bring over because that wasn't originally the game plan. They were trying to keep everything completely separate mm-hmm. until they just decided to. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I cried. Seen it twice within 24 hours. My favorite <laughs> movie probably for a long time. But Ooh. with that entire series, whenever they were going back, that's done. There's no more going back if they do go back and they touch on it which i know they're talking about doing that with andrew garfield Mm -hmm. i don't think toby is going to be back i mean i would love to see old man parker trying to teach his daughters i've said that before yeah that is an ultimate goal of mine but ultimately i don't see at least tom holland going back over to the sony verse i think they might bring some people over to mcu yeah but I think our, Andrew Garfield is going to be the one that they're going to focus on if they're really going to put the effort and the money behind yeah. him. And they and they can still keep Tom Holland within the uh, MCU, but also kind of keep the characters, you know, because they could do, you know, Craven within the movie, but then also not have him cross over to MCU and still be a Sony, you know, thing. Because Sony owns a lot of the rights to all of the characters from the Spider Verse, to where you know they can kind of. You know, be like, hey, we don't want this stuff happening with the rest of it. I don't really see how Craven pulls into that, but you know, maybe some of the bigger villains in the future, if they do reprise roles, could be. But not yeah, definitely. well, we're getting a solo Craven movie, which if the characters, but why? Like, it, it, yeah, the Craven's like exactly. Yeah. Cra- Craven in the comics is like a like the like uh, market is like the ultimate big game hunter, and he decides that he wants to hunt Spider Man because he feels like that'd be like the ultimate test of his ability and then like that's kind of his whole mo like he's just got you know you know enhanced abilities and you know is a really good hunter but other than that he's really not that interesting well see the problem we're running into is that everybody wants an expanded universe um right after the success of the mcu and the avengers movies universal tried to do an expanded monster verse and Godzilla is trying to do an expanded universe with King Kong canon and to add Mothra and Ghidorah and all of the other kaiju. That was a good movie. DC tried it probably second only to how bad the MonsterVerse was. Uh, DCU's attempt at an expanded universe was a a raging failure. They've done almost nothing with it with the hope that Flashpoint is going to fix it. Um, And then... Sony now wants their own expanded universe, so their plan is to go back to the plan they had originally with the Andrew Garfield universe, which is to create an expanded Sinister Six universe, where each one of those characters gets their own movie, which is why we're getting a solo Craven movie in the Sony universe. Also, why we're getting the Morbius. Yes. Morbius, Craven. they were supposed to do just a standalone Sinister Six movie without Spider-Man in it at all. That's... I... You know... But, 
The only thing I have to say is if they do a good job, and it's a big if. Because Sony always does a good job, guys. That's that's yeah. exactly if, true. If they do a good job at their solo Craven movie and it's a huge roaring success, I could see but Marvel pulling being... that character into the MCU to use him because the rest of their expanded universe is probably going to fall on its face. So from what I've seen from the Sony point of view, they are holding on to Venom by its throat. They are not yeah. letting that yes. go because Absolutely. it's the closest that they've actually gotten to a success outside of Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man. Sure. Right. So with these, like with Morbius and Craven the Hunter, I want to have hope for them. <laughs> um, and even whenever they're talking about Venom being left over from No Way Home, it is a matter of a 50-50 on whether or not they actually continue that with the rest of Spider-Man because they leave such a blank canvas that depending on how conversations go with Sony or just in general, they can be like, nah, I'm good. We're going to go with like X, Y, and Z and you peace out and have fun with whatever you're doing. I, I think worst case scenario is that the Sony movies don't do great, but they do well enough that they feel like it's worth spending maybe a decade making these fucking movies before they finally go, you know what? We probably should have just stuck with Marvel. Yeah. It's Fantastic Four all over again. Yes, for sure. So sad, yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. the Fantastic Four is going to be good once now that uh, the MCU has control of it. Yeah. We've got a lot of comments up here. Uh, everybody likes <laughs> Spider-Man. That's really we should just change the podcast podcast to talking Spider-Man, and everybody would. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Spider-Manly inclined. There you go. That's that <laughs> just didn't right work. off the right off the dome. That was really good. I like it. It's the, car, it's the cardigan inclined, you're wearing, maybe? man. So yeah. What, what is your deal all? with cardigans? I, you know, I think it's just that you're wearing a cardigan, and yeah. I like to make fun of you. So we can't all afford Under Armour sweatshirts to. Walk Thank you for noting. In, I'd like to I take guess. this time to uh, plug in our sponsor, Stitch Fix, uh, which I got this sweater <laughs> from. So if you guys want to sponsor us, that'd be great. So and all, yeah, thank you, Under Armour, for the warm clothing that hey, yes. Jared thank is you wearing. Much. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> actually, Brittany's uh, shirt is missing a shoulder, which is I don't know where she got that, but they didn't sell you a whole shirt. Um, <laughs> Bazinga! I think, I, think. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> Dude. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just kidding. Nobody, <laughs> um, nobody wants to see our shoulders, man. It's so the shoulder right. that brings everybody in. There you uh, go. Show that. So arrow. the viewership's gonna spike, and they're gonna be like, "No, no only one shoulder from now on." <laughs> there's, there's my arrow tattoo. Please put. Anyway, it. that's why he was so. Uh, uh, my poor arrow. daughter is so embarrassed over there. Um, <laughs> Ethan okay. Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow, uh, has been confirmed for Moon Knight. Yeah, in the trailer. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really familiar with the character i know he's like the opposite of moon knight he's like the the sun version so go th go through real fast what is moon knight what is his kind of power sets that way we kind of know so moon knight is functionally marvel's batman uh his powers did you shake your head no at me yes okay <laughs> moon knight is functionally marvel's version of batman um he is powered by an egyptian god named Khonshu. He has multiple personality disorder, um, each disorder generating a different version of the Moon Knight character. Um, he was originally a CIA agent who experienced a mental split, hmm. um, became an agent of the god Khonshu, gained the Moon Knight abilities, and fights arcane creatures, werewolves, vampires, uh, crime. Um, the cool <laughs> thing about Moon Knight, and this is just Marvel's way of flexing on Batman... 
But Batman wears black or dark blue, depending on the version that you get, um, in an effort to hide and be harder to find. Moon Knight, on the other hand, loves taking damage so much that he wears a white costume, so he's easier to find and easier to hurt, because that's his idea of a good time. Now, Brittany, what were you? So the white actually pulls more from the ancient Egypt access. That's what you see in the actual trailer whenever it goes around. It's wrapping him as if he's actually a mummy. Mm -hmm. So that ties into the whole ancient god aspect with it. And then as far as the main bad guy, it's more of like a cult thing. He really, that's where you see him in the trailer where he's starting to like get everybody to bow except Uh for... Moonlight, and so that's where that comes from. My only thing, like, as I disagree with you, is that I don't think he ties into Batman. At all? I, to me, so the multiple personalities, all of that, I can see why you would think that because he doesn't really pull his punches, but that side of his personality is just set to kill. He's set to, because you have... From what I've seen of the trailer and the little bit of reading that I have done, they're going to be focusing on two parts of his personality. The nerdy, shy, meek side, which you mm-hmm. see in the actual gift, shide, uh, gift shop, and then you have the assassin. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit Bruce Banner, or not Bruce Banner, um, Batman, all of that. You don't have those two drastic of a personalities when it comes to it. He will go in, but he has his code. Moonlight has zero code. <laughs> He's going to go in there, and his main goal is to get the job done. Hey, and you know what else? Uh, my phone can also be used as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I contributed, so yeah. Nice, yeah. but so, I mean, what what a what a cool addition into the MCU! Not only just from uh, the Disney Plus shows, but also showing a character that does have like an o- open, you know, mental disorder, and is you know whether dealing with it appropriately or not is still going through real life things that people can, you know, try to identify and see. Cause I mean, we're so used to seeing characters that do run through things, but you know, like Captain America's internal struggles far, a far cry from somebody that's dealing with, you know, mental disorders and things like that. So it's kind of nice to see somebody who's either trying to do good or, you know, doing, you know, being a hero, but also struggling personally. Uh, Cause in the, in the trailer, he looked, very distraught the entire time like it's definitely going to be kind of a very stressful you know nail-biting thing to see so geez blake calm down that i am super excited about is the actual fact that they touch on mental illness sure outside of deadpool they don't really talk about it. It's Deadpool's like Scarlet Witch to a certain degree uh, yep. in, you know, WandaVision. That's more but emotional even... stress yeah. of having sure, to deal yeah, with yeah. all of that. And that's part of the reason why that's one of my top two, like, MCU TV shows that they've had. Sure. Is because they take a completely different outlook other than just action pack the entire series for yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Isn't it crazy that we can say top two MCU shows now? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Mark Spector being the main personality that is moon knight the Mm -hmm. the one the egyptian rap version that you see stephen grant being the character that we are introduced to at the beginning of the trailer is actually one of his disassociative personalities um so we are going to i think it's an interesting take to start us out with the disassociative personality who doesn't know about mark specter and then have him realize that he's not who he thinks he is and then 
move back to the main character of Mark Spector. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a great casting by with uh, Oscar Isaac as well. He's a fantastic actor. And, I mean, just from the trailer alone, I was like, meh about Moon Knight, like kind of on the fence. But after seeing him, you know, in that and just seeing the whole trailer set up, I'm very excited to, to see the person. When is that coming out? End of March, March 30th. Jeez, Louise. Mark yeah, it's just right around the corner. Stuff out now. That's crazy. Do you see Moon Knight um, entering into any other realm of the MCU, or do you think Moon Knight's just going to be kind of a standalone, or maybe even be a part of maybe? Because Moon Knight has ties to kind of like the New York street level heroes, correct? Like, yes. Uh, so, and we're also getting Werewolf by Night, <laughs> which is yeah. coming, and that's a common foil or character that shows up in Moon Knight's comics. You know, yep. both being Moon powered basically so i think we'll definitely at least see moon knight pop up there again i do also wonder like we're seeing with multiverse of madness that they're tying these broader mcu shows into that movie sure that we're going to start seeing that more in the upcoming movies that these these mcu tv series we're getting are actually going to tie into the mcu movies as well so i think we'll definitely see more of the Mark Spector Moon sure. Knight character. Very cool. So when Moon Knight was actually originally dropped as a comic, it was for the werewolf aspect, which is what they're getting ready to drop co- like closer to Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm really excited about. But also, if I remember correctly, and I might have to be fact-checked on it, ben. but <laughs> yeah, we have I a believe guy for that. it ties into, on some level, um, the Black Knight. Ben just put that in the comics. He said uh, Moon Knight, Black Knight, Blade fighting baddies together. Yeah, so. because yeah. that was like I think the original be cool. bad like aspect to go together. And I don't Is that know like if the it'll... Midnight Suns? Um, that I don't remember. But I, I mean, you can ask Sir Ben. <laughs> you can either ask way. Him. It's going to be ben cool. Ben is at your disposal. You can ask. <laughs> it's going to be well. really cool. Command, command Ben. Ben, listen, listen very <laughs> attentively. So, um, but I know I don't know if both of these characters will necessarily go full MCU um, outside of just Disney Plus. Sure. But I think that's going to be based off of the reaction of the people because Moon Knight, he's been around for, like, I think since the 70s, 80s. But there's not a huge fan base behind him. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm excited for with the new phase with MCU is that they're bringing in not necessarily punch-in-your-face well-known characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, all of that. It's more of an offshoot to bring in attention to these other side characters. And if anything from the early phases has shown us, Guardians of the Galaxy is in that same realm of obscurity. And they they took them and basically were like, hey, this is one of the most popular, you know, franchises of movies right now. Well, I think it's great that you said it's not going to be the more well-known characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Scarlet Witch. Because none of them were really... Because prior to the first (laughs) Avengers movie and then Age of Ultron, they were all not household names. Like, when you talked about Marvel, the only characters people really knew were maybe Fantastic Four, mostly Spider-Man and X-Men. That was it. And especially with runs of comics, Iron Man was not even really one of their main storylines that they were trying to continue with. Like, he was kind of a B player for a long time. Iron Man had a very popular show in the late 90s that never had the success that X-Men did. It did not get him the kind of notoriety that that did and people don't know him as well, even leading up to the first Iron Man movie. Well, technically, Spider-Man had the same thing. Spider-Man's been tried in Japan. Here, there's like a cross line of the amount of times that Spider-Man has been tried. And I Like on live action? 
live action, animated, anime. Spider-Man's really been a household name since Spider-Man and his amazing friends back in the 70s. Well, I think what she's saying, too, is from the standpoint of them trying things before the MCU, it yeah. wasn't super receptive outside of Sam Raimi, but now we have... I mean, now they have the clout to go, hey, eat Moon Knight, guys. Like, it's going to be really good. And then, yes. you know, and they I trust think that that's people are going to like it. One of the best things about the MCU and what Marvel Studios has been able to do is that we don't have any shadow of a doubt that they can take characters that we've functionally, like, I mean, I've been a comic book fan since I was 11 years old. So Nerd. that's. Yeah. Um, but we can take characters that, as far as like the zeitgeist of. Uh, pop culture people don't really know like yeah. Moon Knight for example or the Guardians of the Galaxy um, which is at one point was just the Space Avengers and after the release of Guardians of the Galaxy the movie are very much a very different crew mm-hmm. it's a, a ragtag group of space adventurers that yeah. you know aren't just fucking Space Captain America and Space Iron Man and, and also the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie are not necessarily the same Guardians of the Galaxy that we got in the comics uh, Peter Quill's character is <laughs> Very, very different, different than what he was there. Yes. So, I mean, they even went in their own setup there, you know, outside of the comics. So. so Blake has written here that Bruce Banner is confirmed to be in his Gamma Lab at the end of Shang-Chi, which he Spoilers. will be in in She-Hulk. Uh, I have a feeling that that's literally only on this list so that he could go, ha Danny, see, he's definitely not – it's definitely not pre-Endgame whenever they show him in She-Hulk. I just want to say, Blake, that doesn't confirm anything. Thank you for that note. Boom. Well, we'll talk about it next I mean, week. It is interesting because you're kind of trying to connect. How does how does She Hulk enter into the realm? How does she become She Hulk? Uh, you know, Bruce Banner able to go away from Professor Hulk because at the end of Shang Chi, you see, you know, Mark Ruffalo not being big and green. So, question there is is how did he do that? So, I guess they'll be addressing that in the first few episodes and yeah. then interluding it into, uh, you know. What is I, I can I'm drawing a complete blank. What's the lady's name that she Hulk? What's her name? Uh, Jennifer Walters. Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I knew that. I just like then, I guess that'll be kind of the whole setup. Is this you know she's gonna get the Hulk powers through Bruce Banner doing multiple you know tests on the Gamma Lab. So I think Blake is putting the uh, rumor mill notes up in the comments. <laughs> uh, so Willem Dafoe wants to be uh, in the Joker sequel. He wants to play a Joker imposter that possibly will be a foil to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, I don't. I, it'd be cool to see Willem Dafoe in a Joker movie. I don't yeah. know. It's I don't want to do the three Jokers in movie format. It wasn't that great in the comics. It wasn't nearly as much fun as you thought it was going to be. Um, did you read that? I did not read that one specific with Joker. Um, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker hits on a different level mm-hmm. than what I think uh, Willem Dafoe would. I love that man, and I will watch anything that he is in. But I, th- I feel like that would be too far of a gap between A and B right. to make that I mean, really work and Willem to tie Defoe's that in for 60 another one. something now. He's in his 60s. Um, but The Three Jokers was a comic book that was supposed to establish why um, – I forget what the, the crossover was, but there was a big DC crossover, which during it it was revealed that there had always been more than one Joker in the DC universe, which is why Batman could never really catch him. There had always been multiple Jokers working at one time in conjunction with each other. And so they decided to do a storyline called The Three Jokers, where there was the comedian, the 
uh, Thief and the Killer, which were the three Jokers, and each one was a different one. And by the end of that, the main Joker um, ended up killing the other two and got down to just being one Joker in the DC universe. But the whole storyline does. Was so that's not the base that they used for great. the animated series. Whenever they were used, I believe he was like the. I can't think of it. It's like Red something where he was the magician. And then that's how he actually transitioned in the animated series of the 90s to the Joker who he was. Bad life like situation. Yeah. He was the magician. He was the thief that was working with the gang. And then he ended up turned murderer. And when Batman tried to get him, he just like. So that was all a play on Killing Joke. In Killing Joke, he gives different origins for himself. Mm -hmm. And then they played on that when the animated series. He It presented multiple origins for the one character. Because in the comics, unlike the Joaquin Phoenix movie, the Joker has no definitive origin. Nobody yeah. still, to this day, knows who he is or what he was prior to being the Joker. Everything's just... <laughs> he, was, he's a serv- he was a service worker that had one too many people it's talk all based to on, him. <laughs> it's all based is. on what the Joker says. And he's all of us. Per the Joaquin Phoenix movie, um, the Joker is not a reliable narrator. You cannot trust that what he's telling you is the truth. So we still don't know where he came from. But when did the Killing Joke first come out, though? The Wasn't Killing that Joke... the newer one that was in the... Man, like, no, the Killing Joker? Joke took place in the 80s. It was whenever the Joker shot Barbara Gordon through the spine. I know the Killing Joke. I just thought it was more of a current representation than a previous one. So that's why I was confused because I thought it was like going to be the Joker story that you were talking about and then the animated series and then that one. I guess so I'm the three Jokers just one. came out a couple of years ago. I, I want to okay. say it was 2021, maybe 2020. I hadn't um, heard it, so I was just generally curious yeah. on that one. And they, it was just that this idea was intru- uh, introduced in the comics and then they did nothing with it. And then they were like, I guess we should confront this. So then they come out with a storyline where there's three Jokers. And then by the end, the Joker had killed the other two Jokers and there was just one Joker again. And as far as I know, that was like an Elseworld story, too. Like, it was never actually canon with the DC Universe. <laughs> but it was just an explanation for what the hell they were talking about. And it wasn't fun. I mean, if it had been good, if it had been well-received, if people would have really enjoyed it, they probably would have turned around and retconned it in. But as for right now, it's just nothing. It has no bearing on the broader DC Universe. <laughs> like most things. <laughs> uh, ben says it was 2016. I th- what was I? I don't know. The comments are too busy today. Um, I asked him a question. I don't remember what it was. So. Okay, cool. cool. So uh, Dr. Doom is – go. Uh, well, I don't know if he's going to be in it, but it's rumored that he's going to be in Wakanda forever, um, that his role is going to be very minor, and that the movie is going to use him to imply that the war between Wakanda and Atlantis was down to Doom's interference. Basically, he causes the big uh, – Altercation? The Joker counter is up to 16. Uh, so yeah, I doubt he I doubt he'll the, be anything crazy in that. I mean, he's if he is a part of it, it's maybe a mention or just a slight. But I did see where cameo. in in the Moon Knight trailer, yeah, right behind mm-hmm. Mark Spector or the Steven character, um, there's a, a box that says Von Doom on it. Yep, like mm-hmm. there's a Von Doom Industries or something. And and we may see him as Victor Von Doom and not Doctor Doom. Uh, in Wakanda Forever, you know, as a cameo, which would make more sense than than Doom, because uh, they shouldn't lightly play at Doom. His his entrance to the MCU as Doctor Doom needs to be almost as big as uh, Thanos. It'd be like you know. pre-Scar, yeah. You know, because the whole Doom thing is because his face got scarred, and he yeah, was yeah. like, "Oh, I can't stand being ugly. I'll cover myself in armor and learn magic." <laughs> if only it were that easy. 
you know? right? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so all of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jaden Smith wants to be Miles Morales in the MCU. No, feelings? let's move I'm on. For it, let's do it. Nope, you let's like do it? All Not of at it. all. I'll I'm burn this place to the ground. For it. Miles Morales. Miles Morales is his huge milestone. It, not only just in the Spider Verse with the MCU because it's one of the well, better received non-white uh, superheroes, and probably next to you know Peter Parker, it almost maybe even more popular than Peter Parker now. But Miles Morales is a hugely popular character, and they need to do it justice. Whereas I think Jaden Smith is an all right human being i've seen him in movies he doesn't need to be the title character for this because uh it's just uh just anybody else please don't do it to a degree i I agree with you i think for the most part with jaden smith most of his properties especially his newer ones had his dad tied into him and there was a reason why he cut off from his dad and he was like i'm not working with you ever Mm -hmm. again and got really mad at him yep but for miles i think it needs to be an unknown side nobody has any idea who you are because that's who miles is yeah sure and and there needs to be a similar i think there needs to be a similar not necessarily innocence but a similar childlike ability like they cast in tom holland because it was the first time that they really got peter parker right in every aspect and miles morales kind of needs to have that unsure nature about him as well and i just I just don't see that being portrayed by Jane Smith. This needs to be a huge thing because this is going to be the next phase for Sony within their Spider-Verse as well for years to come. So that's just, I just don't think it'd be right. Uh, like, Malnourished asked, isn't he too old at this point? He's 23. I mean, he's, uh, he's younger than Tom Holland. Yeah, but he's tall too. Like Tom Holland works because he looks young and he's not that tall. Like Jane Smith's probably, you know. I mean, I it doesn't take much to be taller than taller Tom than Tom Holland, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like Tom Holland's believability as a younger high school kid also is is because he is shorter and he just he just looks kind. That's going to be a problem for pretty much anyone you cast because from what my feel is with the Spider-Man prospect going like forward, they're going to have Tom Holland lead into Miles or Gwen or whoever that's going to be taking over the role. That's going to be a matter of optics, no matter which way you go with it. Sure. To make somebody look younger than him yeah yes uh i don't see someone with the profile that jaden smith has being a good choice for miles morales like you said Mm -hmm. i think it needs to be an unknown um or Or a a a lesser known known. tom holland was not very well known but still was an actor i'm sure there's some australian actor on a soap (laughs) opera that would be a perfect casting for it just like Chris Hemsworth was mm. for Thor. Yeah, that that will work out perfectly, and he could pretend he it's has a, an American accent. Chris because Hemsworth's a, a good-looking man. We all know mm. that foreign people pretending to have American accents do a better job of characters in the MCU than I am an American. Yeah, I speak like this. Yeah, <laughs> what uh, the Doctor Strange <laughs> accent's the worst one. It's so bad. Where yeah. It changes every time uh, he talks. Yeah, but I don't know. It's way too early. That. I mean, when Iron Man was going to get cast, they said 30 different people was going to do it. So, I mean, it, it, I doubt the first person that's rumored to do it is going to be, you know, because you could see anybody walk through a casting room and go, oh, that's going to be the next Miles Morales. But, yeah. yeah, please don't do that. Well, this has been Rumor Mill. Let, let it play a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> do, do it again. Wait, wait, do it again. No, do it again. <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> we are so professional. We're getting it. Uh, we're getting we're it. Get, I mean, it's we're training. Our unprofessionalism is what makes people endeared to us. Because yeah, of that's how, the most. Because they look at us and they go, oh, I could do a podcast too because they see yeah. how bad we are at it. So. Any idiot can do this. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I – I think that's what we should aim for is making this accessible to everyone. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Why, that's why most women date me is because they go, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're not intimidating in any way, shape, or form. I'm That's... really not. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with that information. Eh. Yeah, you're in my Neither top five I. people I would date. Really? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Top yeah. five. So you didn't have you the know, curious on, on the other four. Uh, they're all a... variants of Jared. Yep. <laughs> am, I, am I Jared Prime or am I a variant of Jared? You're, you're I, not I, the I main hope my Jared. prime Jared is like 6'2", you know, is just is, you know, just really good looking and remember when we had jared yunt on here yeah yeah that's the prime jared oh yeah he's so much cooler than i am. <laughs> all right let's let's move on to something else i'm gonna okay. get depressed well speaking of top fives you guys ready to do our top five list yeah okay let's do it <laughs> hell yeah top five Most women date you. Do I need to talk to my wife? What? <laughs> I think whatever you, was said, that was that was not the intent. <laughs> okay, cool. So this week we are doing top five X-Men characters. Um, hopefully Heather and Blake have their list ready for the comments as well as Ben. Um, Emma, do you want to read Ben's list for us? Yes, you do. Go ahead and turn your microphone That's on. great commentary. So, Jeez. <laughs> It's the on switch. Actually, just talk into it. I bet it's on already. Hola. Yep, there you go. You're you on. You got to scoot closer, Perfect. though. Really, really close. Yeah, to you got to get up on that mic. Um, what am I doing? Anyway, top five X-Men characters and Brittany, as you know from being a fan of the show, we always start with the guest. Who is your number five? Um, my number five is the one and only Gambit. Okay. Okay. The Raging Cajun, Remy LeBeau. Yes. What is it about... Gambit that makes him your favorite, your your fifth favorite. Um, I honestly, he was my first crush from like the '90s show. Like that yeah. accent, I don't care what he does. I get it. Yeah, that Cajun <laughs> accent. Hey, Gambit in in the X Men world is incredibly OP too. Like, I he mean, is. they they usually had to nerf him to get everybody else to go along with it. But like, he's he's too lazy to really use the extent of his powers unless sure, sure, he absolutely sure. needs to. And the only time you really see him do that is whenever he's working with the uh, underground. That's always yeah. I told my parents whenever I wouldn't do my homework, I just say I could do it, but I'm too lazy. Yeah. So yeah. They're nerfing me, Mom. Yeah. They're they nerfing me. They didn't accept it. So. Jared, you're number five. So my number five is uh, Forge from the X-Men universe. Uh, not a, is one of the A-team uh, X-Men, but Forge had the ability to basically make like uh, these crazy machines that even he didn't know uh, what they were, but he just was incredibly gifted in the ability to just, if you needed something made, this guy could do it. was uh, very, very smart. But I always liked the power. Just the ability to be like, hey, I need an iPhone. Although I wouldn't get an iPhone. Yeah. Samsung Galaxy, guys. That's where it's at. Could you imagine your mutant abilities just build cool shit? Yeah. Like, he's basically like the IT guy that helps build things. It's just like, hey, we got to go on a mission. Great. Forge. <laughs> <laughs> build us these things and then stay, stay behind. I just woke up like this. I'm just <laughs> building cool shit. Uh, number, uh, Blake's number five was Bishop. Uh, Heather's number five is Magneto. Um, 
And Ben's number five? I was like, Bishop. Pyro. Yep. Ben's number five is Pyro, who was featured in the in X, X one and two. X-Men and two. X-Men one and two. transfers over. Is he in three? He's in three. He's in one, two, and three. I blacked that one out. Yeah, was I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was. He's God. on Magneto's team. Two is uh, when he transfers over to the uh, Magneto, the... Mas- the mutant master of magnetism uh, literally pulled a meteor out of space and made a base on it, which was a whole civilization for mutants. And then he got um, uh, it got turned against him. Anyway, he lost it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could tell you wanted to go really far into depth, but you're like, no, yeah, I got to keep it I couldn't it think of the word. Asteroid M yeah. uh, was his. And then, uh, let's it? see, uh, Blake's choice of bishop he's a time traveling mutant from an alternate future where professor x had died um came back to save him and the ability to uh absorb plasma blasts and redirect them out of his hands so bishop's cool um (laughs) but cool uh my number five is manga wolverine i don't know that i understood the assignment completely um so but but I guess you'll pick up the theme as I go. Uh, but Manga Wolverine was from the Marvel manga verse. Um, he is actually Cyclops's brother in that, and his cool. claws are not adamantium; they are lasers. He has laser claws. Now I have something to read. And Cyclops was Cyclops because Wolverine, in a fight with his brother, cut one of his eyes out. I have so many questions. So, nope, we can't ask questions. Yeah. We got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, you're number four. Um, my w- number four is the one and only Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. Comic uh, comic book Rogue, right? Yeah. Not movie Rogue. Yeah, which one? Um, part of me wants to say yes, just to see your response. Comic book Rogue. Yeah, I'm fully supportive of comic <laughs> book Rogue. Yeah, movie, uh, movie comic Rogue. book animated to a degree. The movie to a, a slight degree. Um, I just love Rogue, her backstory, everything. I like kind of her backstory even in Evolution um, as having this, Mystique being her mom, mm-hmm. all of that, and them trying to get her to do bad and her trying to like battle her inner conflict. Plus, she can completely absorb, like when she absorbed Miss Marvel, got all those powers. She's just badass yeah I, I know why they didn't include her in her full power set in the movies they it would have just made her too OP. powerful to, to be able to do anything so but yeah i just she was so cool in the comics that the movie version of her was just kind of it was very Lame, underwhelming yeah. so but eh. it's hard to match that on screen it, it's it wouldn't have been that hard they could have at least made her fun uh rogue in the x-men movies is constantly like what is your fucking problem? Just like <laughs> she was for once in was, your whole life, could you just cheer up for like two seconds? She but was that worse was than rogue s- in the movie, like and be like the happy Southern Belle who is just like, yeah, I can't touch people, but I'm just as nervous as a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Like, they were come pulling on, that from Evolution. Evolution, she was the goth. Solo, I hate life so, and everything. In, right, in she, she was worse than worse than Sansa Stark, man. That's yeah, all. it's uh, in the comics. The she's always three. just been a bigger personality than mm-hmm. her power. She's just fun. Like yeah. Rogue is just fun, um, and she's uh, she's outspoken and she doesn't care who she bothers or hurts or she just she's very opinionated and you know that also she stole Miss Marvel's powers for a while. Um, but 
We never got that robe on screen, I don't think. And, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't I would know love if we ever to see will, a good version so of robe, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, she's, I uh, think there'll be Easter eggs, and that'll be I, the extent of it. I wouldn't maybe touch that character with a 10-foot pole for a while. Uh, Jared, you're number four. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties. My number four is Mystique, uh, one of my favorite powers that the X-Men have. Also, uh, we had somebody in the comics already pick Mystique. Yeah, Kimberly. It's mine, though. I'm going to pick it. Uh, <laughs> so I just always like that power set because not only she had the ability to shapeshift into pre- pretty much anybody that she wanted to, but she was also a badass fighter. Like, she wasn't just somebody that was just like, oh, no, you caught me. Like, I'm going to jail. Like, she was, she could hold her own in a lot of instances. So um, I always just like the power set. I would, I, uh, I, Never mind. I was going to get in the days of future past. Never mind. Okay, let's continue because I'm going to get in on a rant. So Mystique is fun. Yeah. Uh, she raised Rogue, uh, mm-hmm. both in the comics and in the uh, X-Men Evolution series. Um, but she's also Nightcrawler's mother um, as well. She um, got down with a demon, demon from hell uh, who gave mutant <laughs> abilities to his been, son. Been there. Who became Nightcrawler. Um but she's a long-lived character. She can't really age. She can always change her cells back to a younger version, um, very much like a uh, jellyfish. There's a type of jellyfish that whenever it gets too old, it just makes itself young again and starts over, which is really cool. Uh, Mystique <laughs> has that ability. Um, Learn something new every day. Yes. Uh, and we've got Blake's number four, which is Emma Frost, queen of the Hellfire Club. Um, also leader of the X-Men for a time. She can turn her skin to diamond the same way that Colossus can turn his into steel, and it grants her super strength, but also negates her ability to use her telepathy. Um, does Heather have, Heather have her number four in there? Uh, Miss, <laughs> Heather's number four is Mystique. Heather's number four is Mystique. Haven't ha. heard anything about her yet. Ha. Uh, Emma, what is Ben's number four? Beast. Beast. Uh, Mama McCoy's blue-eyed baby boy uh, turned himself from a normal mutant with ape-like abilities into a big blue hairy mutant. Um, and then eh. if you're a big fan of the comics, Dark Beast is probably my favorite version I was version actually going to ask you, which one do you think would be the better? Like, on-screen, animated comics, whichever, which one do you prefer? Dark uh, or regular? Beauty, like, beauty and the Beast. The 90s animated the 97 x-men animated version of beast is the best version of beast i like marshawn lynch who uh they called beast mode <coughs> so one of the best running backs of all time eat it sorry i'm just cool. gonna de- derail this whole <laughs> podcast my number four is the phoenix force wolverine which is a wolverine from the future who is one of the only remaining living beings in the universe and also has the phoenix force um he's friends with uh all uh, Jesus Christ. Uh you're doing so good. Yeah, I'm killing it. He's so friends proud. with the uh what is Odin's the All Father. He's friends with the All Father version of Thor at the end of time. Uh but really cool version of Wolverine. Nice. Brittany, you're number three. Polaris. Okay. Magneto's daughter. Polaris. Depending on which yeah. iteration. It's, just like it's been Scarlet retconned. Witch, um, which I think they officially announced that no matter it's blood or familiarity, um, Scarlet Witch is always going to be related to Magneto. She's like his surrogate daughter now. Um, he admitted that he wasn't her biological father. Yeah, which I comics. think they did that for the show to get that eventually to root back in and to be able to tie it in some way. 
but who knows at that yeah. point? But it, Polaris, it's it's only a matter of time before someone else comes back and retcons it the other way. Oh, yeah, and you just have to. I love Polaris because she was the first one to really just kind of like stand up and be like, "Nah, I don't agree with this." Plus, her powers are on pretty close to being on par with Magneto in certain degrees. And the fact that she is willing to run the entire country that Magneto's funding for the actual mutants while he's out doing Lord knows what. Yeah. She's just standing there being the boss bee she is. And she has almost identical powers to Magneto mm-hmm. um, and almost at his power level and um, has always been a love interest for Havoc, uh, Cyclops' oh, brother. Yeah. Yes, a uh, very cool character, though. I always enjoy Polaris when she shows up in the comics. I don't comics. think we have Havoc on any one of our lists. Nobody has Havoc? Yeah. Well, that's crazy so. that the worst leader the X-Men have ever had. You know, he tried. Little brother. All I'm saying is Professor X was not the best leader. You really, <laughs> you go back and read those comics. <laughs> Professor X was a dick. Yeah, Jared, you're number three. Hot take. Professor X was a dick. He's <laughs> like Dumbledore, you know? <laughs> what? He's like Dumbledore, you know? Yeah, it's like, he's uh, not like Gandalf. No, Gandalf's a badass. Without Gandalf, they were never getting that ring to Mordor. Okay, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf saved uh, the uh, Rohan from dying in the t- two towers by you know doing all that shit. He uh, is the main reason why Saruman was not a thing. He defeated Saruman in one one on one combat. What's going on? I'm know. so confused. I think Katrina's asking me if she can use my car, but she could just come get my keys. <laughs> What is happening? Wow. Anyway. Okay, hey, my number three is Kitty Pride. Uh, <laughs> always, always like Kitty Pride in the comics. Uh, really enjoyed her power set. I wish I could walk through walls. Uh, that's about it. Hi, Katrina. Katrina just walked into our uh, podcast room. She didn't bring me any cookies. Thank you, Katrina. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. All right, so yeah, Kitty Pride, my number three. Uh, what do we got for the rest of the boys and girls? I can't see anybody's. Uh, oh, Blake's number three is Gambit. We already went through that one. Don't yeah, care. for sure. Heather's is... Uh, wait, are you doing Heather's? Heather's is Jean Grey. And Ben's number three. Has he listed it? <laughs> anyway, my number three... <laughs> uh, we're killing it today. My <laughs> number three is Ultimate Wolverine uh, from the Ultimate Comic line. Another Wolverine? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got two more in the pipe here. Um from the ultimate comic line he was actually the first mutant uh an attempt to replicate the super soldier serum that created captain america leading to the entire mutant boom all by himself so he's like i don't know the uh genghis khan of mutants in Mm -hmm. in the ultimate universe uh famously died during the uh drawing a blank on it uh storyline where magneto killed off most of the heroes in the uh, Ultimate Universe, uh, Ultimatum was the name of the storyline, actually. In the Ultimatum, Ultimatum. storyline, he was killed by Magneto and then replaced by his son, uh, James Hudson, who nice. is another version of Wolverine who can uh, pop his claws and then metal cover and then go back to bone claws at will. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Ultimate Wolverine, cool. He was based on the Hugh Jackman crack. version of Wolverine. He was actually six foot two, just like Hugh Jackman, um, as opposed to the short version of Wolverine we're used to. Brittany, you're number two. Uncle Wally posted his three. Oh, what was it? Spike. Oh, yeah, Spike. Oh, yeah, from, Spike or Marrow. Yeah, uh, the ability to generate bone spikes out of his body and then pull them free and use them as weapons. It was a really cool ability. Hey, I have an X-Men power. Oh, Lord. 
Sorry, I couldn't pass that one Love up. It. All right, number number two. Brittany, Brittany you're number two. I want to shout you out for that because that was a deep cut, and I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Not this, though. Um, <laughs> we didn't need your permission on that one. Yeah, that Jared's never been referred to as a deep cut. That's right. Um, my number two is magic. I love the fact that she was actually in hell and became her most bamf self. Yep. While everybody else did their own thing, including her brother. Yes. Colossus's nice. little sister introduced in the 70s. Um, and then they basically killed her off, but then uh, found out she was still alive, but had been converted to like her. She was like six years old and then was aged back up and then went to hell and then got the ability of the Hellblade. Um, added to her mutant magical abilities. Which is the most bad form of her in the comics yes. was that Hellblade. She also lost her soul then and cannot not connect with other X-Men. people uh, because of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Jared, your number two. My number two is arguably one of my favorite X-Men of all time, just through her power set, but that is Domino. Uh I love Domino. If you guys saw, uh, I think, Deadpool 2, you saw Domino uh, in that. Uh, Domino's power is the ability to uh, uh, alter, not reality, but she's able to alter luck and things in her favor for them to turn out the way that she wants them to. So just, they represented that really well in the movie, uh, I thought. Probably one of the better representations (laughs) of a mutant power. I love the idea that Domino is bright white skin with a black dot on her eye. Yeah. And Zaze Beats is a black woman, and they gave her a white dot on her eye. Solved the whole problem. There you go. It was like, what are they going to do? Are they going to white face her? Like, how is this going to (laughs) work? And then you see it. It's like, oh, my God, that's fucking brilliant. (laughs) So, anyway, love Zaze Beats as as Domino. But just always love that that concept within within it because just just luck being a superpower was so cool. Yeah. And and hard to implement in a live action way, but done so well. Yeah, they they didn't overly. It was the perfect iteration. Yeah, they didn't overly sell it with her, but they also did it in a way where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I I can believe everything that's happened. It was so. mostly her facial expressions yeah. and the way that she was just like, y'all do whatever it is that y'all like, do. I'm gonna do me, and I'll see yeah. you later. Like yep. this is it. This is how my powers work. Yeah. And go. Deadpool being Deuces. like, luck, luck. <laughs> how is that a superpower? She's like, you'll see. Mic drop. She's the only other member of X Force that's still alive. So. Yeah, the only one that survived. Uh, let's see. Did we get number twos from Blake? Blake Colossus. Colossus. And Heather's, Heather's is Storm. Yeah. Uh, Ben's number two. Nightcrawler. 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 Son what? of Mystique. What a cool represent. Probably honestly, of the movies, probably the coolest representation of powers from X Two. That opening scene where he almost kills the president is probably. It to me is the coolest scene from all of the X Men movies. Quite honestly, like it was so freaking cool. Like just showed his powers to a T and just made it. I think it was a great representation because it allowed people to really understand. Like mutants are not like you humans. Like we were very different, and it yeah. definitely put a huge exclamation uh, mark next to that entire movie at the beginning. So it was, it's it was a really great cool. opening scene. Yeah. Um, One that- better. Yeah. And the first time that Wolverine gets to cut loose in X2 because he didn't in X1 yeah. are yeah. probably the two best representations of those characters. Yeah, the uh, the mansion scene where he just starts. <laughs> no blood still. No yeah, blood. Yeah, no blood. But <laughs> he no, did. There's no blood in the, that universe. Were you saying something? Oh, I was 
better. Of course not. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember if I said anything. I felt anything like we at cut you off. If there's anything a podcast needs, it's dead, dead, dead yeah. sound. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, my number two is Zombie Wolverine from the Marvel Zombies line. Uh, oh. He's a hilarious version of Wolverine, and I think my favorite part is after he's been a zombie for a while and he pops his claws and tries to cut somebody with him and the bones actually just rip through the flesh and fall off yeah yeah. like just so funny it's like wolverine's <laughs> like snicked <laughs> fuck it happens <laughs> to the Anyways, best of us. uh Brittany, we are down to your number one well now i feel like i'm almost cheating off of you but it's x23 Nice. Laura Kinney. Mm-hmm. She is my ultimate favorite. And I mean, I love her in Old Man Wolverine, the movie. That was like my only Wolverine movie that I liked. But yeah. uh, just her story and the back and forth between her and Logan of like that father daughter dynamic that's not technically father daughter dynamic. No. Depending on. It's just about loving yourself. Really? Yeah. But having to, like, all of that escaping the institution, having to kill who she thought she was her mom, all of that to where she is now and actually taking over Wolverine's mantle between her and her brother, Drac, that is probably one of my favorite storylines. Yeah. Yeah. And Honey Badger. Don't forget Honey Badger. Because Honey Badger don't give a fuck. (laughs) She's another clone of wolverine who's younger than x23 and x23 is raising her as a little sister they just run it they're just like sitting there one day and they go oh what do we do and they're like i got a bin of bullshit here we can you get another you know clone of wolverine and run a storyline at a certain point when you have over 500 mutants yeah that's basically what the entire universe thank god thank god for uh house of m and killing off all the freaking mutants it's the natural progression of the progression of the weapon uh weapon plus program with the ability to create super soldiers and the mild ability they've had to control X-23 through pheromone control, that's the closest they've come to being mm-hmm. able to actually control Wolverine. In uh, any kind of government agency that was able to have that kind of a success compared to all of the failures they've had would definitely continue the program. Of course you'd get other versions of X-23 because the first one worked. X-Men, or Logan is the ultimate warrior. He's the ultimate he's weapon, the- yeah. That is the base model, and all the other iterations are them just trying to figure out which piece that they have to take out of them to get them to actually do what it is that they want to do. That's uh, false. Ryan Reynolds and... Uh... Hugh Jackman? <laughs> what, what and, and X-Men Origins. X-Men Origins is the, is the apex predator. Guy. Yeah. No, uh, I, no. Sorry, I brought... I feel sick now. Yeah, you should, you should feel yeah. bad about yourself. I am no and longer also, sorry, tell sorry. us what your number dead. one is. He's dead now in canon. So my number one is Deadpool. So not that, that version of Deadpool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I don't really relate to Deadpool that much. He's very sarcastic, and I'm you know not at all that way. So uh, it's hard for me to identify with him. But I, I really enjoy Deadpool uh, as a character. But no, co- comic Deadpool, one of my favorite. They have very good uh, storylines. One of my favorite storylines of all time is Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I love Deadpool uh, kills the Marvel Universe, and it's just it's just so funny. His whole uh, demeanor and you know, it's it's so interesting to read. Even some of his comics that weren't that interesting were still great because you didn't never knew what he was going to say or do. And just his power set so freaking great. I love his love for Lady Death. Yes. Oh yeah. Him and his competition between Thanos. Thanos, Thanos to like just be that number one person for her. That back and forth is golden. Yeah. Yes. 
uh, and I love that it's like she's this like morose living version of death that only Thanos and Deadpool can see mm-hmm. and Deadpool's like come on baby I can do it for you I'll kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like that would please me <laughs> uh, alright so Blake's number one was the 90's cartoon Wolverine yeah hell yeah it was Blake got on my face uh, Taylor Burton says his number one is Jean Grey so much power he's right uh-huh. Um, especially once you found out that the Phoenix Force was actually Jean's own power emanating out of her own body. I think that depends on which iteration, right? Because well, part of it is the alien form that actually leaves her for a little so while. It's, uh, so the originally the story was that the Phoenix Force came to Jean. Well, now it is that the Phoenix Force is generated by Jean, and it's actually a physical manifestation of all of the power that she contains within her body. That it Which is even, where Rachel Summers gets it. Yes, Rachel, and then also the storyline where all of the X-Men got it. They had the Phoenix Force, um, where it was uh, Colossus, Cyclops, uh, Angel, uh, uh, Emma Frost, and who was the other one? It was, I won't lie, I don't five of them. read much with the Phoenix Force, because I just felt like that was a cop-out. Yeah, they split the Phoenix Force between the five main X-Men. Jean was dead at the time, um, but it's, I don't know. They're all over the place with that. You know, they'll change it every six <laughs> no. months. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to get uh, Let's see. Heather's number one is Wolverine. in the list somewhere. Wolverine. Wolverine. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Ben's number one. Legion. Legion. Uh, I know a little bit about him. Uh, Legion has another superhero in the Marvel canon with disassociative personality disorder. The cool thing about Legion is that every one of his disassociative personalities has a different superpower and he can have multiple superpowers at one time. And he is actually a God level mutant. Um, one of only two, one being hold on, Iceman, hold on, hold on. You shut, the you shut Legion. the hell up because we're arguing this later. Stop, <laughs> stop doing it. You son of a bitch. I was, I was, just I was saying, listening to this. Watching the world burn. I was, I was just saying that's what, what Legion's abilities are. The stop the it, son of stop Professor it right X. Now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your number you one? You started Jane? a bit oh, early. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry okay. Emma. And then my number one is Old Man Logan. Um, specifically yes. from the old man Logan storyline where he has a family, he's retired, he's just working on a farm and he owes money to the Hulk gang and Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters have a bunch of inbred children and <laughs> uh, the Hulk threatens to kill Wolverine if he doesn't get his money. So he goes on a road trip with blind Hawkeye, uh, crosses the country to fight the Red Skull, gets a bunch of money, comes back. When he gets back, he finds out that uh, the Hulk killed his family anyway. Before he could get back. <laughs> and then out of revenge, Wolverine kills the Hulk and the rest of his family and saves one small, tiny little Hulk baby and then goes on a Lone Wolf and Cub style adventure with just himself and a little Hulkling. And I they're still that continuing movie. that story. They just brought in yeah. Black Widow. It's been going for a while. They also did Old Man Hawkeye alongside that. Yeah, and Old Man Quill. Quill, I don't remember. I remember Hawkeye because he was just hilarious because, I mean, Hawkeye, you have to be because that's one of your few traits. But uh, I do like the continuation of the story because they take a apocalyptic viewpoint of the world and make everybody old as dirt. And they're still kicking ass. Yeah. All of my favorite futures are post-apocalyptic. 
So fingers crossed we'll get there with this one. Uh, <laughs> slightly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Uh, but th- oh, <laughs> for man, that's no. our top five for the week. <laughs> yeah, click the top five thing <laughs> so we can hear me go, top five. Is that really you? Top five. Yeah, that's Toby. How did I not know that? I don't know because I've told you that before. Huh, who knows? So uh, <laughs> I... I don't know why you expect me to remember much of anything, man. Uh, I don't. I, so, don't really, I really don't. Uh, adding on to uh, second rumor mill um, a little bit, Amazon just released their uh, teaser. I wouldn't even really guess a teaser trailer because we all knew it was coming out. But they released their first kind of trailer for uh, the new Lord of the Rings series that they're going to be coming out. What is the secondary title for that? Ring of Power. Ring of Power. So, I mean, that that's going to be coming out um, – don't know crazy too much any more than that. I'm sure here in the uh, honestly, uh, they're gonna probably put a trailer in the Super Bowl. That'd be the best time to do it uh, to be able to release. When is it, the so. release date for that? Because I didn't think it was until I think it's gonna be later. But I think they may, at the very least, I mean, they should probably have at least like a small amount of a teaser for the Super Bowl for it. So I don't. I almost feel like they're gonna put more emphasis on the uh, the guild. The animated series that they're going to have out that because they put a lot of money behind them. Well, you think you think you know in the long run that probably Lord of the Rings is the more recognizable uh, um, franchise for the advertising. I mean, I could see them doing either or. I just I just think in terms of them releasing the teaser thing now and then about a month from now we're going to have the Super Bowl. It just makes kind of sense. And I'm excited to see what else we release because I mean, we're probably going to get it first September, September 2nd. second. Thank you. Babe. Yep. So, I mean, that yeah. would be, I mean, Damn it, I just so people months, would it be yeah. on par with a, like a taster test? Yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll do anything more than maybe like a few shots of something, you know, setting up a weird, you know, you know, some, something to set up the world, but nothing crazy to let you know anything that's going on, just to hype people. I mean, this trailer, that's not even really a trailer alone, still getting people freaking excited. It was excited, mostly just so. the name drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it... it Honestly, I'd be this—I'd be scared to be the people that are doing this because if you mess up Lord of the Rings, like, you're screwed. They're already messing up Wheel of Time, so ugh, might as well mess up Lord of the I Rings. I don't know; too. it's one of my. So favorites. this is set before the events of the Lord of the Rings films. Yes, I believe it's going to be actually them getting all of the rings. So this is like Silmarillion territory. Yeah, this is yeah. this is early after uh, Sauron made the Rings of was Power. It, was the so Ring of Power? I think it's building the first up or to second the age. Rings of Powers. Huh. Was that first or second age? Second age. Second age. That's right. So, yeah, probably height of uh, height of uh, Gondor being a powerful nation. You're gonna have uh, probably in- a bunch of interactions between uh, dwarves and different elf factions, and then also probably have. Uh, probably, it'd be kind of cool to see the development of the Nazgul as well, because that's you know. Yeah. So I'm. The, it's the nine. Been a hot second since I've watched the marathon, kings. but wasn't the original reason for the rings was to kind of bring everybody together and stop the fighting so in theory uh sauron made the rings and gifted them out to everyone as just like a boon to power like here's yeah. a, you're you're powerful you're a king you're a leader here's a ring to, to kind of symbolize your ability that inner circle of sorts yeah the, by that point the the different races weren't fighting they were all kind of coexisting mm-hmm. mutually um, Sauron's rise to power is kind of what drove the wedge between all of them. Um, so it's like the fight for the rings of power after that. Uh, that's why so, I thought so that's I don't fine. know. I don't know where that's going to be. Like, um, I think if, if, if this story is about 
them getting the rings of power from Sauron or around the time when Sauron made the rings of power, then the real question is who's the villain going to be? Because with Sauron, Sauron wasn't necessarily the, the, uh, too much of a bad guy in the second age, right? Like pre him getting the ring of power, like he wasn't. Once he a... revealed himself yeah, yeah. to but... have been the servant of the Dark Lord. Yeah. That's when he went Coco for Coco Puffs. The, yes. The, lar- the Dark Lord, uh, he must not be named. Yeah. To, to quote Galadriel, but most of them see. were deceived for yeah. Sauron kept one ring. I think they have enough lore behind them. They could have it a mystery for a <coughs> extended period of time, kind of like what they did with Boba, that you Boba could build Fett. up to it and then decide later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Boba Fett came. What, is that a reference to the newest episode? No. Did something happen? Did uh, something happen? No. So, new so, episode of Boba Fett came out tonight. Are you supposed to say spoilers um, before you start nah, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Leave if you don't want to see it's it. It's a given with this show. So we talk this, about everything. This newest episode of Boba Fett uh, uh, kind of sh- showed us what happened, how he found uh, Fennec. Uh, what's the what's the female's? I can't remember her full. Um, the Fennec Shand? goes mostly by Fennec. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, his his uh, Robin character, the, the the lady that, you know, is his uh, partner in crime. Uh, shows how Benic they met, Shand. how he saved her, how they started going through. She also shows how he uh, how he got back the fire spray. Uh, it's not Slave One anymore. It's called the fire spray, which is really. It sounds like a like a weird STD. <laughs> do you, do you or a loved one have fire spray? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking gross. But so yeah, they change that name. He gets that back, and then they start setting up um, him trying to bring together the different families on uh, Mos Espa, but then uh, saying, like, hey, I'm going to go after the uh, Pike Syndicate alone. I'm so thankful for this episode. Really? Why is that? Because, honestly, leading up to it, I didn't know why I gave a flying F. Like, You know you could just say fuck, right? I don't know what I can and can't yeah, say. No, you can I say whatever. Not, okay. Yeah, I didn't shit, know why fuck, I gave balls, a ass. Fuck. Like, it was just a matter of, like, I liked the backstory, and I'd almost wish that they would stay in the past. Then keep going back and forth. It was like too much green arrow going on where I didn't know oh, which not, area I was good. supposed to actually care about. I, I think we're back to modern day now because he went he went through He's fully healed Sarlacc down. Pit, uh, Tuscan Raiders, uh, finding uh, Finnick, and then getting a ship back, and then uh, and then doing all the stuff. I don't think they're going to do any flashes with the Mandalorian or anything because really no. all the thing that's missing now is for him to get his armor. And then do you know go into well uh, he's book fully healed so that's where they're saying that they're not gonna do any more flashbacks at yeah. this point it's gonna be current and going forward yeah. and see if uh, I can't think of her name Kara 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 from the Han Solo movie uh, the chick from Game of Thrones you should know who that is oh um, uh, yeah I know who you're talking about but I can't remember what her oh, name was oh she in it did she pop up there's a theory going around I haven't that seen this she's episode going yet. no she's not in this one but there's a okay, theory that she's, she's gonna be the ultimate end. Yeah. Huh. Of where this is actually going. I, th- I believe her name is Daenerys of House Targaryen, first of her name, <laughs> leader of the end. Yes, that's the her legal men. name. I'm pretty sure it's on her driver's license. When she gets pulled you, over. You imagine her coming into the Star Wars universe and you're like, who the, who the hell are you? We have like two names. You don't get to just sprout out 15 different titles, you jerk. So <laughs> if Ben says there's seven episodes in this series. Is it really? So there's three five? episodes left. Four. Yeah. This was the fourth. This was episode four. Oh, yeah. So these next three really need to like here's that's everything here's, here's what's happening well that's what they did with this one they set everything up they got my giant teddy bear in there he's officially alliance yeah and so <gasps> yeah he is 
he's bringing in his people, which was canon in the actual comic books. They worked together in the comic books. They yeah. had like a mutual love-hate relationship. Yeah. So that continued through, and now you're going to have that in the show, and I think so you're going to see... We're talking see about Cursetan. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, your teddy bear. And, there, okay. and at the end, there was a call to arms. They the they were talking and like, hey, like we need an army. And uh, Finnick was like, hey, with enough coins, we can get get an army. So be yeah. interesting to see what they. Uh, Blake saying eight episodes. Who they who they bring in for the second half of the uh, stuff and kind of um, introduce to see because there's going to be a big boy fight. So Tatooine is going to be embroiled in. Uh, I'm both. just ready to see revenge on the Sand People because I was not okay with that episode. Eh, you know. It's nobody nobody has been kind to the sand people, so No. And that's and why I wasn't okay. Listen, listen I started to fall in love with them and it wasn't listen, okay. Listen, they shot they shot at Anakin uh when he was pod racing, all right? They to be all fair, deserved Anakin to die. He probably deserved it. He did not. He was a small child. Your point? He had many medichlorians. Yes, his midichlorian count is very high. That's why you shouldn't shoot at him. Speaking of something that sounds like a medical one. disease. Medichlorians? Yes. Do you or loved one have medichlorians? <laughs> <laughs> Please t- contact your local doctor. <laughs> for twelve ninety nine a day. Midichlorians last more than four hours. <laughs> Please consult a doctor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but do, yeah, So other than that, I don't really remember too much happening in the nerdiverse other than those things uh tom cruise has been uh, identified and rumored to be playing a uh iron man variant and uh dude mo- there's a very of grainy getting... photo of him in a mocap suit with a uh tony stark yeah. goatee mo- multiverse of madness is getting nuts the people that they're rumoring and confirming like this movie's either going to be 12 hours long or it's going to you know be completely convoluted. I hope that they're doing. There's the a right reason things. why Benedict was like when Tom Holland said it was going to be his movie was the best one since Endgame. Lord Benedict was like mm, about that, sir. Lord yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's. I think it's going to be jam packed with a bunch of fun little cameos. I don't know how much. I just don't be want to be overwhelming the final like MCU. Eternals was because the- I know. Different, different I opinion on that. I liked Eternals. I'm going on the record and saying I liked Eternals. It did not deserve the hate that it got. What I mean, I what, just, what we could see is we could see Doctor Strange and Wanda be like, "Hey, we need to fix this," and he needs her help, and then they need to make a call. It's kind of like how at the end of What If, where they had different heroes from the multiverse, they may make a call to action for members of the Avengers from different multiverses, bring them together. Yeah. And I have fight. a theory about that part of the trailer. <laughs> Peacemaker? What? You know, when we're chatting and people are laughing about the comments, it makes it very hard to continue talking. I don't know. I love everyone. Keep going, Ben. I open one can and then try to take a drink out of the closed one. Oh, nice. That's what what I like. Yeah, also, Peacemaker's out. Who cares? It's whatever. Um, Uh, I'm two episodes in. It looks fun. I I Uh, haven't seen him in any of his episodes. I haven't got to see it yet. Is he in Peacemaker? John. John Cena. John Cena is in Peacemaker. He is. Are you kidding? No. I haven't seen I have him. Questions. In, I haven't seen him in any of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Is he oh, not? Oh Lord. Like you're dad joking so hard right now. John. I was literally confused for a hot second there. I don't wrestle. <laughs> I'm really enjoying Peacemaker. To, I think it's a fun <laughs> you show. You don't wrestle. <laughs> I don't watch any of that. I, don't, I, have I don't no play idea. basketball, I but I know who LeBron James is. <laughs> like, what are you yeah, talking a about? A hack. He's the greatest of all time, all right? He's, uh, I'm not even going to do it. 
Uh, so, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, no new shows other than what's coming out uh, or what's already been shown. I'm excited for whatever happens with the Super Bowl. I think we'll get a full, hey, this is what's going on in Multiverse of Madness. I hope we get um, a few more teasers from the uh, MCU. And I hope maybe, I don't think we really need to get another Batman trailer because we're kind of well, set up. Well, speaking of Batman, they did rumor the Flashpoint Beyond. Oh, that is very true. Okay, before we get into is? that, I just want to say, if anybody thinks that anyone other than Eagly is the star of Peacemaker, they're You're an idiot. wrong. Because that, that eagle is the star of that show. <laughs> it stole the, the Flashpoint Beyond. Yes, you're going to continue with the whole theory of Bruce's mom being the Joker and Bruce's dad turning into Batman. After Flashpoint, they've already confirmed that they're trying to go forward with that universe. I think seeing uh, who's the actor that's Thomas Wayne. Uh, you had to ask me that. Yeah, he's the God. I he plays Negan in Walking Dead. Uh, Negan. Um. Yeah. Something. 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 <laughs> God damn it! I think they're bringing name? in um. Lucille, something. Anyway, you thought they were bringing in whom? I. Then we're killing it. We're all three killing it right just, now. I'm I, done. I've, I, I've, I've, I've suffered from metachlorians the, right now. They're bringing back one of the other Batmans for Thomas Wayne. No, I've not heard that. Because I know they're bringing in Val Kilmer. They're bringing Jeffrey in Dean Morgan. Morgan. He okay. played. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan played. Uh, That's right. Because I was excited about played that. Played Thomas Wayne in. Was it Batman vs. Superman? It was. Yep. Yes. In Batman v Superman. Oh, what um, a cool callback then. Yeah. And I think that the plan, at least in this Flash movie or maybe this post Flashpoint, is to have him come back as the Thomas Wayne Batman, which is such a cool Batman. It's well, the best Batman. Well, I mean, he doesn't mind killing, for starters. Yeah. Uh, he's crazy. <laughs> he carries I guns. Like him versus his wife and him trying yeah. to get her to not be Coco for Cocoa Puffs is a very dramatic storyline as to being the reason he won't kill the Joker when he kills uh-huh. everyone else. Yeah. It's the best reason out of all the other, I mean, and I love Batman, but that's the, be- he should have been killed a long time ago. Can we all agree at least on that one? <laughs> no, we cannot agree on that who one. Batman has a been killed? fucking code. Joker. Right? No. If, well, Joker did you not read killed? injustice? You have to remember that. Uh, yes. And I agree with Superman. Batman has an understanding that the people he is fighting are not well mentally. You cannot kill a person because they are unhealthy. At a certain degree, when your murder count is on all, par with the population, all I'm saying of is Gotham about 25% of the members of the Justice League just started out as uh, bad guys or villains and were given multiple chances and then turned to heroes. So you can't necessarily say that everybody that's bad can never be good. So. Talk to Wonder Woman. She has no problem killing her people. Yeah. Wonder Woman has killed. There's a reason why her people do not come back and do bad things. Well, she also doesn't understand people very well, so. That's debatable. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to be arguing. Jared, are you done? Uh, You know, I don't think I'm done, Danny. Are you done? Uh, No, I think I got a little bit more in me. All right, let's do it. (laughs) 
Every so time. welcome to Are You Done? Uh, Brittany, you get to do the fun job of moderating this today. I like pushing um, buttons. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that easy. Blake's trained for many minutes to do this, so don't, so don't think it's just going to happen was naturally. Jared, would you like to introduce what we're doing here? So basically what we're doing is uh, it's basically like a schoolyard argument where Danny and I uh, have two different characters that we decide to argue, and uh, we both get a certain time allotment. We get to introduce our character. Uh, and then uh, we argue like uh, like schoolboys about who would win in a fight, and then yeah. uh, we have closing arguments, much like much like uh, Judge Judy. So yeah, uh, one yeah. of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically we're Judge Judy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, I agree. Just want to be Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, I God, also ben. agree, Ben. <laughs> um, a hard pass. So Emma, whenever You're you are lying. ready, you can click that one minute timer. Are you gonna go up first? Yeah, so I have the uh, task of arguing Legion, one of the strongest mutants to have ever existed in the entire of the entirety yeah. of either Marvel or DC, versus John Constantine, the Dark Wizard from the DC universe. Um, Legion has disassociative identity disorder. Um, he has multiple personalities, and each personality has a different ability, and there is no limit to what abilities his personalities can have, up to and including changing reality on a Scarlet Witch level, uh, which I believe Jared argued last week uh, magic has no bearing on Scarlet Witch's power, and she can actually defeat anyone based on her ability to alter reality. So I would say that that probably also extends to John Constantine. That's so I agree said. with you, Jared. But also Legion is one of the only God-level mutants uh, between himself and Iceman being the only two in the comics to have reached that power echelon. Uh, he's got this. You, you're losing. Brittany's supposed to hit the... There we go. She she did it. Sorry, I was laughing at the done. Jabs. It was done. It was I mean, I could have kept talking. You're a son of a bitch, you know that. Using it's not your time yet. Shut up. <laughs> it's nobody's time yet. I can tell no, you you're you son of a bitch up. without arguing my character. Shut up. Hit it. I got it. So uh, my uh, character this evening is John Constantine, uh, the resident bad boy of the uh, DC universe. John Constantine is a very powerful what? magician. You shut... Shut your mouth. I'm talking, you son of a bitch. That is my button to push, I'll, sir. Okay. So John Constantine's very powerful magic user, uh, capable of doing many crazy feats. He's also uh, considered to be a god-level uh, character because this guy's gone up against the likes of Trigon and uh, and survived to tell the tale. And Trigon's one of the most powerful uh, beings in the uh, in, uh, DC, DC universe. DC. I'm... You can't talk while I'm talking. Uh, also, he has a wide range of magical items he can use to do a crazy amount of things. Uh, and he's also very mentally more stable than Legion is. This guy uh, is not a crazy person. He doesn't need to switch personalities to do his powers uh, like he's going through a Rolodex. This guy can uh, hit hard and hit fast and uh, and slam some ass. That's all I can say. <laughs> slam some ass? Slam some ass. <laughs> he's going to slam some ass. Slam Got some it. ass, I mean, yep. anybody is going to. Up, uh, I like it. Can I you like it. Turn the music off. Uh, I like down. the in between music. Where's this AYD this. music? Down. Right no, there. I think this should be uh, an asterisk to this one because I got it. interrupted twice, and there was no. How much more time assessed. do you need? I got interrupted twice. By whom? Yes, it's, who? It's, it's who, Danny, not whom. Oh, is it? I don't know. I went to. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Get get our two minute timer going. Danny, you have the floor for a second. Oh, really? Are we not? Uh, well, 
Uh, I noticed you mentioned Legion's mental stability. Do you yeah, realize yeah. that if he wasn't mentally unstable, Constantine would have absolutely no chance sure, whatsoever? Sure, but we don't live in a world where he's not. Because he'd have 100% power of this ability that has no upper limit. But, unfortunately for you, even with uh, Legion being mentally unstable, he still has way more power than Constantine ever dreamed Listen, of having. Okay, so so let's set up this scenario. They're, they walk into a street together and they start fighting. Okay. What, yep. what powers is Legion going to go? Tell me right now. Uh, he could do Boom, teleportation, super strength. I just cut your head off with a medallion. He could, I'm John no. Constantine. You're fucking dead. <laughs> I mean, you listen, cut his head off with he, a medallion. Does he have the ability to probably always healing? Be, does he, he probably the, just uses healing abilities did, that he has? Does Legion have the ability which to are actually more powerful than Deadpool's healing abilities? Is, I, I'm just saying, dude. Magic. John Constantine can instantly cut your head off. And then do what? Just his head's going to grow like back. A badass and slam some ass. His That's head's going to grow back. Do. He doesn't have to. He's not going to be slamming any ass because Legion has a super uh, healing ability. It's yeah, more powerful than Deadpool. Yeah, he's got to flip through him and go. Oh, I need to no, have they just super come healing. Up. I, I mean, have to have this stuff. His disassociative, instantaneous? his disassociative personality disorder is not going to let him die. They will just. He I don't will, think they have a choice against John Constantine. Could just send him to another universe. He can send him. He to, would just uh, come back. He well, can. He has multiversal travel. He would just come back again. He has super speed. He has levitation. He has flight. He has telekinesis. He has yeah. psychic abilities. He has super strength. He has a healing factor. He can shoot fire at you. He yeah, can but do this laser is one vision. at a time. He can't do all those at once. He, he can, can do change how many can he do at once? As needed. What's the ultimate? As needed. John Constantine is the same as always. This guy is badass. He can fight demons. He can fucking at shoot the end of the day, he's just hands. a human though. Yeah. Well. I, don't, we, I could be just a human if I can uh, blow your face off with a blast of fire. You're fucking dead, dude. Not if my face regenerates. Well, I'm not dead. Not if your multiple personalities go to love. But anyway, uh, he has a healing factor, and it has been shown in the comics. <laughs> Shut up, Shut up Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad thing is, is, I agree with you for the most part. Yeah. This is really hard to argue. <laughs> This is like having Gandalf against Dumbledore. Gandalf all day, baby. Yeah, Gandalf for days. Yeah, Dumbledore's a bitch. <laughs> 30 seconds. Let's do it. That's funny. Now? Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> laughing at that one myself. So I think, you know, with Jared's admission that even he doesn't think that Constantine would win this fight... I just want to say that there are no other characters in DC or Marvel canon that equal the power that Legion has. Um, he he has an unrealistically high set of abilities, and the only thing keeping him from being the dominant force that he could be is his mental instability. But other than that, unbeatable. So, no. so you know, like you said, the only thing keeping him from being super OP is his mental instability. That was pretty much the only thing that kept uh, Donald Trump or George W. Bush from being a good president, which the opposite of that is, is, a, is a bad president. So, basically, you know, what we're saying is, in a fight, I'll take a guy that has the ability to instantaneously use his magic to destroy another person, does not have the conscience needed to... Uh, keep keep somebody alive. John Constantine has no problem killing. Taking a dude that at, at his best is still struggling to have. How, that was that thirty <laughs> seconds. That's bullshit. That was not thirty seconds. That was hundred percent. I want a recount. I want a recount. I will recount you and tell you that you're wrong. John Constantine's better. He'll totally win. Anarchy, motherfuckers. John uh, Constantine would totally win in that fight. You missed yeah, such an important point with him. <laughs> He definitely wouldn't.
<laughs> he do a good job. Ugh. Okay, uh, so uh, Brittany, next week's fight. Uh, since you're our guest, you can choose our next week's top five and our fight for next week. Do, so do you have an idea? Do first? I have several ideas. Okay, give us I your have best a one. Let's question, let's do top five first. Okay, so general question. Oh my god. Is there a reason why you don't do top five DC? No. If anything? No, no. we can do top five. We've done top five DC stuff before. Maybe that was before my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. I, I don't think we've done a specific DC thing in a, in a little bit, but, I mean, we, we're not against it. Yeah, I mean, I mean except for Blake, we, did, we like DC. We did, we did top five uh, vehicles, the Batmobile and Batcopter and all that shit featured pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah, but like nothing specific. Top five yeah, Justice League members. Top five, uh, blah 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 blah. So, what do you get for us? I would just do the same base. You have a wide variety to choose from. Top five DC. Anti heroes. Top five anti heroes in the DC. Anti heroes. Yeah, we okay. can do that. Uh, yeah, Superman. If Red Hood uh, isn't number one. You're wrong. <laughs> John Constantine would fall under that realm as it well. It would. Yeah. And his demons. The question. <laughs> I might go. I might go. Arsenal Huntress? number one. Arsenal. Um, That'd be Ars- kind of yeah, yeah. Over over Red Hood. Okay, so I got three for my list already. Or Deathstroke. <laughs> Deathstroke would be way up there for me. Yeah. He, he goes back and forth between villain and dragon hero. animated series. Yeah. Or yeah. Series movie. Uh, all right. So we got our top five for next week. We're gonna do top five DC antiheroes. Top five DC antiheroes. <laughs> and, so and Blake is throwing up in the comments. So for anybody that's not a hundred percent sure what we consider to be an antihero, you're looking at somebody that has done hero-like things before, but is not considered to be a full hero. For right. D and D people, you're thinking uh, chaotic, neutral, and slightly passed into the, chaotic the evil good realm. Would fall. I guess you could do chaotic good, but most anti-heroes You can look at, like, Punisher, good. Venom, if you're looking at the Marvel side of it, those Wolverine. are sure. very good. Yeah, Wolverine's um, in there. Electra. Uh, greatest anti-hero of them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those types of characters, so. Yeah, yeah. Gotta dig a little deep. Vengeance, Juggernaut. Yeah. It's an easy list. There you go. So, alright, um, so, battle for cool. next week. And then who do you want to see duke it out next week? You, all right, you tell us who you want us who who you want to fight, and then you tell us who's choosing which one or who's got which one to fight with. So I kind of want to be a potster and okay, go back go to it. my original recommendation, which was Black Widow versus Wonder Woman. It's <laughs> <laughs> not. We're not going to do it, fight. but that's really funny uh, because of the bullshit. Yeah, I yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the the the. the I may not win these arguments, but I know I'm the people's champion because I make quality arguments. Only during that one episode. Only during. Well, I'll take it. Just like the little giants. I need to, to win be fair, one time. Black Widow did beat Mr. Marvel. Eh. That is canon. I mean, Black Widow's done a lot of crazy things. She's lifted Thor's hammer. She's also uh, been in control of the Infinity Stone. She's done a lot of crazy stuff. She so, has. Yeah. But all right, so that we're not going to do that one because that's going to cause one of us to just hate our life for a week. So yeah, give us one a that's a little bit stroke. If Black and they don't, Widow they don't need fight. to have the same power set like like our one this week. We had uh, an X Men with uh, mental issues and can only do one power at a time, or one of the most powerful uh, uh, magicians in the uh, DC universe. Uh, so I like having him on so par. So I would have something like Neymar versus Aquaman for the second week <laughs> in a row. I don't want Aquaman. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill has been a top contender for what people want to see. Beta Ray Bill versus Frog Thor? <laughs> Beta Ray Bill <laughs> versus Throg. Oh, Jesus. 
Who who would be on par? Would Beta Ray Bill and uh, Lobo be on par with each other? That is I, a great matchup. Because we've been think, wanting Brittany? to do Lobo for a while. We and have. We haven't found anybody. Uh, in in the realm of comics, Thor. Well, be the Lobo of Marvel. Lobo's DC. Or Lobo's no, yeah, the, no uh, I said inter- who would be the Beta Ray Bill for Lobo. Beta I think Beta Rayville versus Lobo would be a great fight. I mean, I'm totally up for that, but I, I just don't the see closest, him being the same thing. I think the no, they're closest not necessarily to the same thing, but power a Lobo-style character in Marvel is Wolverine, but he's nowhere near on Lobo's yeah. power level. Not but even you close. Think, you think Thor, Thor's thor gone up against Superman, and yeah. it's never necessarily been a super one-sided fight. So you take Lobo, who's gone toe-to-toe with Superman, and Beta Ray Bill, which has also fought Thor and has Thor-like powers. He is go, Thor. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, I'm saying in terms of power sets, those they're different characters, but they're also power level, well, relatively uh, evenly matched. So, I mean, I don't hate that one. Give us a better one. I though. I love the Wonder Woman versus. Uh, I'm assuming Miss Marvel level power rogue. Would you that like to would see be, that? Okay, yeah, okay. I'll do that one. The only like question, the only question I have is: Is are we allowing Rogue to take Wonder Woman's powers no. by touching her? <laughs> Because that's some that bullshit. One. All right, I I don't mind either one. We can do that, and then we can do uh, Lobo Beta Ray Bill the next week. Uh, yeah, I'm fine either with one. That. I'm. I still feel like there would be a better toss a coin. Your Witcher. All right, one. heads heads. It's Lobo and Beta Ray Bill. Or I Tails. just make... I have no. Brittany, just tell quarters. us. We're gonna. Are you okay with us doing Wonder Woman versus, versus Rogue? Rogue with Miss Marvel's. Yeah, suck the, the abilities, 90s Rogue. But you have to excerpt the fact that she can steal other people's abilities. Okay, cool. Yeah, she has the ability to do everybody except for Wonder Woman's powers. Wonder Woman's wearing a full-body protective condom. She's got a lasso of truth. She's got her armor. She's able to fly. Okay, now who has who? Mm. Tough choice, tough choice. Rogue, Wonder Woman. Cool. I'll take the underdog. Fair enough. Cool, cool. Really? That's underdog. the underdog? I really don't think she's the underdog. It's going to be a good fight because Wonder Woman's power sets have changed. I mean, they've they've made her OP. They've nerfed she's her. A she's a goddess. Yeah. So <laughs> just like me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So we have those lists. So uh, everybody make your top fives for next yeah. week. And uh, we'll also prepare ourselves to uh, battle. Probably be a better better battle than this week. I didn't believe John Cotsink could win a fight. <laughs> you so, so for much. our fans in the comments, <laughs> go ahead and drop your top fives from this week. It was top five X-Men characters. Um, next week, it will be top five DC anti-heroes. And in Are You Done, it will be Wonder Woman versus Rogue. Um, I also want to mention that we have a Patreon. Uh, we still only have two videos up on there, but they're good videos. Uh, feel free to join our Patreon so that we can continue to put out more content for you continue to make videos that you guys enjoy and love um i also want to say thank you to picture what designs who designed our logo and they do great work for us um also a big thank you to drop the mic dj service uh lennox and jude photography the rock and roll drive-in and blake hickman construction um and uh let's see uh, big shout out to Mike Casey, our one and only Patreon subscriber right now. <laughs> if you also want to get a shout out on the show, get join on the Blake's Boudoir. No, Blake's Bordello, Bordello. Uh, level on Patreon, um, which also comes with some fun extras. Um, Not what you think, though. If you are interested in any of the stuff that we've mentioned today, as well as our Patreon, our sponsors, all of their links are in the show notes in the description, as well as on our podcast. 
um, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and literally everywhere else that podcasts are available. Um, if you have questions and you'd like to get a hold of us directly, go to comicallyinclined.com. We have a contact us section where you can email questions to us and also our email at comicallyinclined1 at gmail.com. Um, and then if you would do us a huge favor and leave us a rating on our audio-only podcast, we would appreciate that too because all of the metrics for podcasts are based on reviews and ratings. Um, also, we've got The Shepherd and the Horn Girl by our head writer, Brianna Bright, coming out uh, soonish. You can find that on Amazon. Um, and uh, you know what? Brittany, thank you for coming and hanging out with us this week. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Yeah. Uh, to Blake and Heather, we will see you guys next week. And to all of you guys, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>